Welcome back to NMSU Sportscast. I'm your host, Dusty Carrasco. And I'm your co-host, Brandon Santamaria. And today we got a special episode. Uh, March Madness just started yesterday. And, uh, you know, the first round, honestly, is the best time of the year. Christmas who? <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, this is really one of the best times just because it's... Um, it's the day where you know or the two days i guess yesterday and today where you get the most amount of games you know so any kind of basketball fan uh can be really happy right um and you know the day consisted of games one right after the other throughout the whole day in indianapolis uh it kicked off with florida and virginia tech going at it and this matchup did not disappoint number 10 virginia tech surprisingly went up 10 on number seven seeded florida early early on but florida fought, fought back with only seven seconds left virginia tech hits a huge three to send the first game of the day into overtime uh did you see that shot yeah that was a really good shot you know <laughs> um and you're in overtime two players for virginia tech fouled out to match florida's two players that fouled out uh florida hit a significant three late and hung on to win in overtime 75 to 70 and they punched their ticket to the round of 32 and remember brandon they were down 10 in this game yeah they were you know a really an impressive comeback um you know at, at least on a florida side of things and you know ga- uh, you know the games are going to be really good for the day whenever the very first one has to go into overtime you know uh, I mean, really just two kind of equally matched teams. Um, I mean, you, uh, you got to give Virginia Tech, uh, you know, credit just because they were able to get that big lead over uh, Florida. Uh, but I mean, in the end, you know, Florida just showed that they were the better team and that they had more gas. Um, and, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really bad when you have players fouling out, uh, whether it be during the game or overtime, especially in overtime, you know, because that's really the critical moment of the game. So, um, you know, a really good win for Florida and excited to see who they play in round two. Right. Uh, And only 30 minutes later, uh, low-seeded Colgate took on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, Out of the Patriot League, the Colgate Raiders had only lost one game on the season and they came to play. Uh, Number 14, Colgate jumped on the number three-seeded Razorbacks in the first half and went up 14 uh, Arkansas erased the deficit real quick and got the buzzer beater, uh, the buzzer beating layup to go up three at the half. Uh, Arkansas, uh, they negated Colgate's magical start going up big late. Justin Smith had 29 for the Razorbacks and they get the comeback win convincingly to advance 85 to 68. Uh, and everybody's bracket lived to see another game. Yeah, you know, uh, this game was really, um, uh, this was one of the kind of first ones that I had actually watched uh, throughout the whole thing. And I mean, you know, uh, it kind of looked like Colgate was really just, um, or they're not Col. Yeah, it is Colgate. Yeah, Colgate. That's how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah you like know. the toothpaste. Yeah, like the toothpaste. Uh, just because, you know, a, a Colgate got a really big lead to start off and it really was looking like that. It was going to be a really big upset, you know, similar uh, to some of the other games later on that we have to talk about. And I mean, you know, it's just kind of like, I guess uh, Arkansas was really, um, it was was kind of in the, going towards the second half and really in the second half that they uh, really started kind of uh, clicking on all cylinders. 
And I mean, you know, uh, to, to be able to come back from a double point deficit similar to the last game we just talked about, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really impressive. And I mean, it's just kind of, it's just kind of like, um, I, I guess you wouldn't say unexpected, but, but it was unexpected that Arkansas had gone down by so much, you know, to kind of start off this game. Right, uh, being such a higher seed, uh, nobody really expected that. Uh, but the Arkansas Razorbacks, um, they uh, they found their way and they get this dub. Uh, you know, just 30 minutes later, uh, number 16 Drexel got their chance to get a first round upset of the mighty fighting Illini. Uh, number one seeded Illinois finally caught traction midway through the first half and went up 39 to 21 at the half. Uh, they went up 33 at one point and really looked like the highly anticipated one seed they came into this one as. Um, Kofi Coburn dominated going for 18 and Illinois advances putting the whole tournament on notice 78 to 49. They tied their second largest win in NCAA his tournament history. Uh, and honestly, Brandon, this is exactly how I expected Illinois to play. Uh, this team is just way too stacked. Yeah, they really are, you know, and I'm sure um, um, I'm sure a lot of people's brackets uh, kind of had this outcome of the game just because, you know, this is a number one seed going up against uh, the 16 seed, you know, uh, the lowest on on their kind of side of the um, of the conference, you know. So, I mean, it's just kind of like I, uh, it's just, you know, uh, one of those games that you expect where the first seed kind of dominates and uh, they really look good. So. Um, you know, still excited to see how much potential uh, Illinois still has to, you know, uh, give to a more skilled opponent, if you will. Right. And uh, the furious pace of games continued with Texas Tech taking on Utah State only 30 minutes later. Uh, number 11, Utah State had really uh, good defense on the Red Raiders early, but Tech found their way and didn't look back. They remembered who they were and started knocking down shots in the second half. Texas Tech went up by 16, and it was over from there. Uh, Utah State had a season high, 22 turnovers, and it really hurt their chances of winning this game. Uh, the six-seeded Red Raiders take out Utah State 65-53 and advance to the second round. Yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be hard in the games, especially in this time of year. You know, these critical games, uh, if, if you're going to be breaking those kind of records uh, with the most turnovers, you know, of the season, especially, uh, you know, just, just, just not really the right time to have that kind of stuff, you know. Some, something like that should really happen uh, during the regular season. That way you can kind of uh, work through it, you know, with your team and stuff. Uh, but as for Texas Tech, you know, uh, they were looking a little sluggish in the first half, you know. Um, uh, I'm sure a lot of people were expecting them to do a lot better uh, than what they were doing in the first half. But it was really that second half where they were kind of able to get this um, uh, this kind of surging uh, pulse, you know. And then they were able to to, to to really show that they deserve the win, you know, being the, the higher rank seed. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, the Texas Tech Raiders, uh, they live to fight another day. Um, the high tempo games... Back-to-back uh, -back slowed down when the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles took on highly anticipated Ohio State an hour and 15 minutes later. 
Uh, Oral Roberts pounced on the two-seeded Buckeyes early, going up seven to nothing. Uh, Fifteen-seeded Oral Roberts had no business being in this game, but they did not get the memo. Uh, Ohio State managed to take the lead and go up eight, but the Golden Eagles were relentless. The nation's leading scorer, Max Abmus, hit some big threes to put uh, to give. Uh... Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he hit some big threes to put Oral Roberts back on top by seven. Uh, no one gave this small town team a chance, and they found themselves up three at the half. Uh, with a 36 to 33 lead um, and you know I don't know if you filled out a bracket um, but you know did you have 15 seated Oral Roberts moving on <laughs> unfortunately no you know I wasn't part of that uh, point uh, like five percent of people that had you know them winning so <laughs> right um, you know and uh, well hang on because the Golden Eagles had more March magic in the second half the the 15 seed led most of the second half and forced OT. Uh, Oral Roberts, uh, they were up six late in OT, but Ohio State showed their toughness and fought back. Down three, Ohio State and their best player uh, wide open at the top of the key, and you know the shot it just it didn't fall. Uh, the the slipper fit for the Golden Eagles. And Oral Roberts was still dancing after this shocker. Uh, number 15 seeds were 8 and 132 all time uh, versus number two seeds. And the Golden Eagles were number nine. Uh, you know, what a bracket buster. You know, to be exact, 5.1 million perfect brackets were busted after this game. Uh, they get their first tournament win since. 1974, 75 to 72. Uh, Kevin O'Banner, he dropped 30, while his teammate Abmus dropped, uh, adding 29, combining for 59 of their 75 points. Um, and I just wanted to mention some uh, some really big upsets over uh, you know like the past what 10 years. Uh, in 2012, number 15 Lehigh took down number two Duke. Uh, Number 15, Norfolk State, uh, they defeated number two, Missouri, in 2012 as well. Um, and everybody remembers Florida Gulf Coast, uh, Dunk City, number 15, took down number two, Georgetown, in 2013. Uh, Middle Tennessee, in 2016, took down the almighty Michigan State Spartans at number two. Um, and the biggest upset of the tournament all time is going to be UMBC number 16 seed taking down the overall number one seed Virginia in 2018 and now you can add this one over Ohio State to the list yeah you definitely can uh this uh this all Roberts versus Ohio State game you know it was really the 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 first one uh, of this tournament the, the first upset of this tournament you know and a really really big upset um, I mean, you know, it's just throughout the whole game, Ohio State, they just kind of weren't able to keep up. You know, they were they were really playing catch up. Uh, you, uh, you mentioned they got down 7-0 to start, you know, and then from there on, it was just catch up, catch up, catch up, you know. Um, that uh, That's definitely not the kind of basketball that you want to be playing, especially against uh, a much lower ranked opponent, you know, because if the opponent's in that position, uh, they're, they're probably going to have more confidence, you know, to kind of continue that uh 
uh, that dominance. And I mean, you know, uh, this is really, I guess, uh, uh, this is the game where, you know, the madness is really starting. Uh, just because no one, yep. uh, no one's expecting these uh, uh, these upsets, you know. So, so really, really big upset. Uh, I mean, you know, so much for Ohio State uh, trying to kind of continue their legacy in basketball. You know, similar to how they do in football. Uh, we had brought that up a couple times before, and I mean, you know. Uh, I, I guess you could say they're leaving a legacy for the basketball, but, you know, uh, this obviously isn't the legacy that they were hoping for. So, you know, uh, a really good game, a really good upset, and I'm glad, uh, you know, um, it was a game that had to go into overtime, you know, to kind of decide it. So. Yeah, and, um, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to Oral Roberts. Uh, they just looked really good out there. And, um, yeah, you know, they advanced to the next round. Um you know, and only 30 minutes later, um, first time March Madness participants, the Hartford Hawks, took on a really good Baylor's, uh, Baylor Bears team trying to pull the upset. The Hartford Hawks battled as much as they could until the number one seeded Bears finally imposed their will. Uh, they must have saw what Illinois did to Drexler because they led tw 37 to 21 at the break. Uh, they had more of the same in the second half, and they make light work of number 16, Hartford, 79-55. Yeah, uh, really, really light work for them, you know, just because uh, they were able to win by, you know, well, well, well over 20 points. So, I mean, uh, just kind of what, you, you know, just another game that you expect uh, the first kind of seed to show that they're a number one seed for a reason. And, I mean, you know, uh, Baylor's looking pretty good, you know, heading into the, to the rest of this tournament. Yep. Um, and only 30 minutes later, the highly anticipated matchup between eight and nine seeds went down. ACC champion Georgia Tech took on Sister Jean's Ramblers of Loyola Chicago. Uh, she is now 101, Brandon. You know, that was... That was something I I did not expect to see, you know. Uh, well, whenever I saw her during the broadcast, she did not look 100 to me, you know. She looked oh, maybe 85, 90, you know, but nowhere in the triple digits. I'm crazy. Right, yeah, and she's uh, she's still trucking. Yeah. Uh, the Cinderella team, just a couple years ago, who consisted of star freshman Cameron Crutwig, came in at the eight seed while the Yellow Jackets were ranking or ranked in as the nine seed. Uh, Crutwig is now a senior, and they turned this game around quick. After Tech gave the Ramblers a right hook, Loyola Chicago came back with a vicious blow of their own. Uh, Sister Jean enjoyed the second half as the slipper fit once again. Uh, it might have had, or uh, it might have been had to be resized as the Ramblers were the bigger dog in this one. But, you know, a lot of people still saw Loyola Chicago as the underdogs. They live by the three and get the dub to see another day, 71 to 60. Yeah, you know, just a really good game overall. Uh, uh, these kind of, you know, eight-seeded and ninth-seeded games are, are, are really the ones that um, I'm sure a lot of people kind of think are going to go down to the wire, you know, since they're so close to ranked opponents and all this. Um, and I mean, you know, unfortunately, this game wasn't as close as it could have been, you know, didn't have to go into any extra minutes or anything like that. But, you know, still still a really good game. And um, I mean, we're just uh, kind of excited to see how what Loyola can do, uh, you know, heading up uh, into the, the round of 32. Right. Um, and, you know, they do have 
Illinois coming up uh, in the round of 32. So, you know, it's going to it's gonna be kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's just see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it, it's always going to be scary to go up against the number one seed. But um, I'm sure every player in that locker room is more excited than they are scared, you know, to, to take on the big dogs. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Deadass. Um, just 30 minutes later on TNT, the Oregon State Beavers, who stole a bid to get into the tournament, had a showdown with the Tennessee Volunteers. 12-seeded Oregon State took down Colorado in the Pac-12 championship to get here, and they really took it to number five, Tennessee. Uh, crazy to think for a team that was dead in the water just a month ago. The team picked uh, to finish last in the Pac-12, went up by 20 on Tennessee and kept their foot on the gas the rest of the way. Uh, they didn't let the volunteers have any life in this one and they win it 72 56 they break the hearts of the volunteers and their fans and get their first tournament win since 1982 i mean you know uh, this is kind of the second uh, upset of the day you know and i mean uh, it, it was kind of a pretty big upset uh, not a lot of people thinking uh, that tennessee was gonna you know go down like they did um, and I mean, you know, uh, this uh, this Oregon State team, I mean, throughout the whole season, you know, like you said, um, a lot of people thought they were dead in the water like around a month ago. And I mean, you know, ever since then, they've kind of had this, I guess, this kind of underdog uh, chip on their shoulder. Doubted. You know? Yeah, you know, every, everyone doubted them and stuff. And that's a pretty big chip to have. But I mean, you know, they were able to come out and they were able to prove that they're in this tournament for real. You know, they're trying to go all the way to the final dance. So. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and you know, everybody calmed down as almost two hours passed until the next tournament game went down. Uh, the Atlantic Sun winner, Liberty Flame, <coughs> Liberty, <laughs> the Atlantic Sun winner, Liberty Flames, were set to take on highly thought of Cade Cunningham and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, the number one overall pick in the upcoming draft struggled in the first half on 0 of 5 shooting and Liberty took advantage. Uh, the Flames on a 12-game winning streak led 30-27 to 27 at the half. Oklahoma State found their, way, or found their footing in the second half, and Cunningham made shots when it mattered most. The Flames gave the Cowboys all they had, but Oklahoma State advances to the round of 32 on a 69-60 win. Yeah, you know, um, um, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, we have brought up before um, in past episodes, you know, just about Oklahoma State and their kind of uh, their slow sluggish starts, you know, and uh, this was kind of another, you know, just another game like that where uh, you had someone like Kate Cunningham, you know, uh, he had only scored one point uh, throughout the whole first half, you know, uh, obviously being a free throw since he was 0-5 for uh, shooting on the floor. And I mean, you know, uh, even though Oklahoma State, they were able to come out, you know, in the second half and they did do what they normally do, you know, coming back and winning uh, the game. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's just still a little concerning, you know, if, if you're a fan of the team, just because uh, they, they did 
you, uh, you know, they did win by nine in the game, but they were down at half, and it did take them that second half to come back against, you know, a, a ranked 13 team. Um, and, I mean, uh, that's probably not going to be something that they could do, you know, against someone like Villanova, who's ranked, you know, maybe number five, or even someone like a number one ranked team, like someone like Gonzaga or even Illinois, you know. It's going to be a lot harder to come back. So I think they really need to uh, uh, get it going sooner. Yep. Uh, but only another 45 minutes passed before the next skirmish between Wisconsin and North Carolina. A North Carolina team that almost didn't even make the tournament, taking on a Wisconsin Badgers team that has 21 appearances in the last 22 tournaments. Uh, these two programs have met twice in the tournament, and each of them have a win over each other. Uh, Wisconsin built a huge lead on North Carolina and the Tar Heels. Just could, they just couldn't seem to get out of the hole they dug. Uh, the Badgers had a ton of threes, and they also had eight blocks on the night. They steamrolled the Tar Heels and win the tiebreaker in the tournament, 85-62. Badger Brad Davison went for 29 on 10 of 15 shooting. Yeah, you know, this is just another um, eight seed versus nine seed game. So, you know, uh, uh, just a little disappointed on my part, you know, that it wasn't as close as it could have been. But, you know, it was, it was still a pretty good game. Uh, Wisconsin, obviously, you know, as you mentioned, they were pretty much uh, stat padding throughout the night. You know, so many blocks, so many shots, uh, so many makes, you know, just overall really clicking on every part of, you know, every part of the court. And that's why they're able to go on. Yup, yup. Um, a mere five minutes later, a gritty Cleveland State team went up against a well-improved Houston Cougars ball club. The number two Cougars, being a juggernaut in the American Athletic Conference, wanted to make the 15-seeded Vikings' third NCAA tournament appearance one to forget. Uh, Houston could have been mistaken as a number one seed the way they were playing on Friday. They mounted a significant lead on the Vikings and just never let up. They poured it on going up by 37 and cruised to a 87-56 win. Yeah, another, you know, another blowout uh, win by, uh, by a much higher ranked team, you know. So kind of what you're expecting for the game. And I mean, hey, uh, look at it this way, Houston. You know, uh, not all of your sports suck now. So, <laughs> so, so you got something to look forward to. Uh, that's true, though. That is definitely true. Um, yeah, they, uh, they move on to the second round. So, you know, that's uh, really the only thing that's going well in Houston right now. Pretty much. <laughs> but... Uh, only another 10 minutes passed and North Texas was already set to square off against the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue making their sixth consecutive appearance to the tournament strive to make North Texas highest seeding in the tourney not matter at all. The Mean Green had other things in mind as they led by nine late in the second half. Purdue made a run to send this thing into overtime, and in OT, North Texas got everything to go their way. They went up uh, by 11 late and beat the odds to pull off the second best upset of the day. The 13 seeded Mean Green get their first ever NCAA tournament win, 78 to 69. So now both 
the two and the four seed are knocked out of the south bracket this is march yup you know this is march madness this is why people watch um you know just just, just really kind of a stunner game uh for anyone who was watching you know obviously people had purdue going up uh, being in the top four of their of the south uh, bracket and i mean you know uh really whatever you uh, whenever you kind of watch the whole game itself uh, you could really see that texas uh they they just you know they they, they kind of controlled the first half uh, they had outscored uh purdue i think it was by like let's see it, uh, it was by like six points, you know, uh, eight points that they had above Purdue going into the half. And even though Purdue was able to kind of come back in the second half and outscore uh, Texas, I mean, it, it, it was barely enough to, you know, get the game into overtime. And once overtime started, you could tell that Texas just they wanted it more. And, you know, uh, in overtime, they ended up outscoring Purdue pretty much two to one. So, I mean, you know, uh, uh, that's why they're going to be able to go on. And that's why uh, they continue their, you know, their Cinderella story. And you could just say that North Texas had the momentum pretty much the whole game. Yeah, um, yeah because uh, Purdue, they were pretty much down the whole time. And they just were never able to, uh, you know, get their footing. And North Texas pulls the second best upset of the day. Uh, the last four games of the day consisted of some really good matchups to start them off the uh, Rutgers played the Tigers of Clemson on TBS. Uh, the Scarlet Knights were the lower seed at number 10, while Clemson the seven seed. Uh, you know, this was a dogfight. Uh, Rutgers just looked like they wanted it more, and Upset City lives on. The lower seeded Scarlet Knights get their first tournament win since 1983 and advance on a 6256 victory yeah and you know this uh this was really one of the better games you know of uh of yesterday like you said you know this this really was a dog fight between two teams uh there were uh, there were a bunch of ties i remember you know there were a bunch of lead changes i remember clemson would go up and then uh you know the rutgers would go up and all that and i mean you know it was just kind of back and forth and then more towards the end uh the rutgers were, were really kind of able to pull uh the pull pass and you know uh, this only being a two possession game so i mean you know if maybe one call uh changed or one thing led to another uh this game could have been completely different in the last minute or so so uh so so you know just an overall good game to watch right um, and on CBS was the very next game, just 20 minutes later in the Med, uh, Midwest region, number 11, Syracuse, and number six, San Diego State, went head-to-head. Cuse -head. started to build a lead on the Aztecs as they played lockdown defense. They really lit it up from three and went on an 18 nothing run to end the first half. They went into halftime up 32 to 18 uh, and the orange continued to fill it from deep in the second half and led by as much as 27 uh, Syracuse's coach Sonny or <laughs> Syracuse's <laughs> coach's son uh, Buddy Beheim, uh he went and dropped a 30 piece and the 11 seed knocks out the 6 seed in another upset 78 to 62 
yeah, you know, um, this is just another one of those uh, kind of upsets from yesterday. And I mean, uh, um, even though I didn't get to see much of this game, uh, I, I, I did see a lot of the highlights. And it did just kind of seem like uh, Syracuse, they were just, I mean, really... Uh, uh, they were just in control the whole game, you know. Um, I think you mentioned that in the first half, uh, they had a pretty big lead uh, going into halftime and stuff. And, you know, even though San Diego State, they did kind of pick it up in the second half, um, all their efforts in the second half weren't able to, you know, make up for their lack of effort in the first half. And, I mean, you know, uh, that's why they were taking the L, and that's why they're out of the tournament. Yep. Uh, 30 minutes later, uh over on TNT, the Eagles of Winthrop had a day with the Villanova uh, Wildcats. Winthrop out of the Big South went 23-1 on the season and earned the right to go dancing. Uh, without their star player, Colin Gillespie, the Wildcats held up pretty good. Uh, Winthrop being the 12th seed started to let the game slip in the second half. Uh, a lot of people had Winthrop taking down the five-seeded Wildcats but Villanova defied all odds. They make it to the round of 32 for the seventh consecutive time, winning this one 73-63. to 63. Yeah, you know, uh, this game, despite the score, uh, you know, saying that Villanova won by double digits, uh, it, it was still a pretty close game, you know. I remember uh, going into the half, uh, Villanova had only a one-point lead, you know, over uh, Winthrop. And, I mean, that's just... You know, uh, 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 if, if you're a Villanova fan, uh, you, you just kind of think that it's a little, I, I guess it's a little like sweatish to have that kind of lead, you know, just only one uh, one point. But, you know, in, in the second half, they were able to come out and they were able to, you know, kind of show uh, there's a reason that they were seated higher. And I mean, you know, uh, having the seventh consecutive, uh, uh, I think you said the first round win, it was their seventh consecutive yeah. to go into the round of 32. You know, that's, that's nothing to uh, sneeze at. So really impressive. Yeah, and for the final game of the high traffic madness on Friday, Moorhead State out of the Ohio Valley Conference was set up for a duel with number three West Virginia on True TV. The Eagles were counted out by nearly the whole country and played with a clear chip on their shoulder. They kept pace with the Mountaineers until midway through the second half. West Virginia finally pulled away and got the 84 to 67 win on the final game of the day today should be just as fun brandon yeah you know it really should uh still uh we, we still got just the same amount of games as yesterday and i mean you know uh we we got some really good teams playing uh you know gonzaga and a couple others uh come to mind so uh, really excited to see how uh, today's games play out and just uh exactly what kind of bracket we have going into the round of 32 right and uh my team, uh, Kansas, is also playing today. They're playing uh, Eastern Washington, um, and, you know, that's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one, and I'm looking forward to, you know, all of the rest of the slate that's going on today. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, so the round of 32 is all set up on one side of the bracket, Brandon. Uh, the top-seeded Baylor Bears will take on number nine, Wisconsin. Uh, and then next up, number five, Villanova will try to end number 13, North Texas' magical run early. Uh, the six-seeded Red Raiders of Texas Tech will go up against number three, Arkansas. Uh, number seven, Florida will go head-to-head -head with number 15, Oral Roberts, who just came off that huge upset of 
Ohio State. Um, and then number one, Illinois will battle with the eight-seeded Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago. Um, and then next up, 13-seeded Oregon State will take on Cade Cunningham and number four, Oklahoma State. Um, number 11, Syracuse will have their chance at number three, West Virginia in the next matchup. And Rutgers coming in as a 10 seed will have a shot at the number two, Houston Cougars. A lot, you know, just a lot of really good games. Uh, really excited for the uh, Oral Roberts and the Florida matchup, as well as the uh, Illinois and Loyola Chicago matchup. You know, uh, so a couple really good teams, a couple teams that got um, that got upset wins. So you know, uh, really excited to see if maybe a team like Oral Roberts can continue their uh, their Cinderella run. And uh, you know, Houston, um, you know, a lot of people they they have them advancing uh, playing West Virginia, but. Uh, West Virginia being the three seed, Houston being the two seed. A lot of people have uh, West Virginia over Houston. Uh, so Houston, you know, they're kind of taking that personally. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, let's just see how they do against uh, Rutgers. And then if they do make it to the next round, let's see that matchup between them and West Virginia. Let's see how much fuel they have to uh, maybe, you know, um, you know, not bust everybody's brackets because, you know, everybody's brackets are already busted. busted yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, potentially, uh, you know, kind of just, how would you say, mess up their brackets just a little more. Yeah, just a little more. Uh, really excited to see, uh, you know, all these upsets or all these wins. Uh, you know, it's, it's March Madness, so <laughs> everyone should be excited. Right. Um, and, yeah, so today, you know, look out for the, the next 16 games of the first rounds. Uh, but, you know, that's going to do it for this episode of NMSU Sportscast. I'm, I've been your host, Dusty Carrasco. And I've been your co-host, Brandon Santamaria. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Adios.